1: 1360 KKTX 0607. Good morning. Jim Logger here. Glad you're along this morning. Windy with showers and thunderstorms this morning, then cloudy skies and uh, more wind and more rain on the way. We've already reached the high for today. Currently it's 64. Tyler Thorson has a uh, really great website. If you uh, would like to see some uh, really great pictures of folks catching what we're famous for. Go to corpusfishing.com. Did you get my email? Or did you check on that, Tyler? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. All right. There you are.
2: Okay. Yeah, I did I did get it. I read it about five minutes ago about the Alabama oysters and how they used to be Kong fishermen as opposed to the dredgers on the, uh, like, you know, Louisiana, what we have here in Galveston Bay. Yeah. And in and San Antonio Bay. Yeah, I like that idea. I just uh, wonder how we're going to. I need to talk to my my biologist friends and, and see how, uh, you know why that's illegal and, and, and you, know, you know we talked briefly with Brad about it last week.
1: Uh, well, Max. yeah. Um, let me see. I got who posted the uh, somebody posted on my Facebook page or or commented when I posted that. Gospel of the Alabama Oyster last week. Uh uh-huh. That they have asked a couple of people. Let me get this right. Here it is. Uh, it was Randy Bryant. Do you know him? Uh, he's a friend
2: of mine on Facebook. I don't know him, but, right. but yeah.
1: So, uh, I heard you mention it on the show. Why aren't we doing it here? I, told him, you know, we're the only state with the coastline that doesn't have a permit for it. And uh, somebody asked I don't know. Uh, it it seemed like to me that uh, one of the people asked somebody at the uh, uh, Heart Institute uh, about it. But I, I think we're going to get some good news about this. And people doing it locally.
2: I'm, I'm all about the oysters. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, I, as I told you, when I was going to going to go to college, I was going to be in a marine biology thing in, at the University of Washington. And then uh, they made a decision with ha- having to do with salmon. And, and uh, the native tribes over there, they, they gave them 50% of the uh, hatchery fish as well. So that made that, like, you know, if, if my dad and I had started doing the salmon ranch operation where you let salmon go as smolts and they come back and then they, to a harbor or whatever you, that, that you collect, there could be an Indian saner off there just getting, you know, half of what you just threw out there, so that kind of shot that in the foot. But anyway, I've always been interested in uh, marine biology, and I think the oyster farming would be really cool. That uh, video you showed there where they pick them up and they have them harvested in nets, and they you yeah. raise the nets out of the water a certain amount of time, just like, a, you know, if there was a tide out, and uh, then they spin them to make them cup shaped That's cool. <laughs> you know the perfect oysters. Yeah. We had uh, great oysters last week. You know, what you and I were talking about. So I think I'll go over to Charlie's, uh, uh, Carlos's uh, Morgan Street, and see what they got. I went over there Saturday, and that was one of the few times I've been over there that Carlos was not there, but he was out working on his little ranchito. Uh, but anyway, I bought a box of oysters, and they uh, for forty dollars, and they had, they always had like between eighty and a hundred, and there were eighty six live oysters in there with only three old maids, you know, uh, that were hollow, you know, didn't have the, yeah, yeah. that were dead. And they were great. They came out of sea drift and we enjoyed those. My buddy Augs had a birthday on Saturday and we ate about 40 then. And then uh, Angela and Joe and I, and uh, Oggs knocked out the 49 that were left <laughs> on Sunday. And they were really, really good. I was, I was pleasantly surprised because normally early season, they're not, you know, full and plump and all that kind of stuff, but they were great. So
3: you, you know, the, there are people the in the stuff.
1: middle of this country that would uh, pay for that experience. Sure, yeah.
2: My cousin out in California, uh, they, out in California, they have a, a supermarket called Ralph,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and he buys the same oysters by the sack that I do, uh, and it'll say San Antonio. In fact, he even showed me a picture. Says San Antonio Bay, which is over there by Seadrift. Yeah, and he pays he pays one hundred and twenty bucks for them, whereas I pay like thirty five. But, you know, you got to ship them out there and, and uh, all that kind of stuff. So when they came down here, me and my cousins came down here to visit my, my uh, parents before they passed away about six years ago. We went out to Fulton. They didn't have it. was just like the beginning of oyster season. And uh, Carlos didn't have any over at Morgan Street. So I went over to, to uh, Alby's, And they didn't have the, you know, the the $30 bags I normally get the, with the 100 in there. Mm-hmm. They had a hundred pound bag.
1: <laughs> oh Lord!
2: <laughs> and I, I mean, I was like, they had like a Chrysler 300 rental car, and I was like, it barely fit in the in the ice chest, the 72 quart ice chest in the back of this 300 uh, Chrysler. And uh, man, that was it was all I could do, you know, because you pull. I can lift a lot of weight, but pulling up on a burlap stack that weighs 110 oh, yeah. pounds is it's like lifting a dead man. <laughs> well, a dead
1: weight. You're right.
2: <laughs> so,
1: uh, well, you I were talking it. about those uh, oysters being um, harvested from. Uh, um, San Antonio Bay is is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, uh, Okay, But Copano, San Antonio Bay, right. uh, they whenever they've you know they declare they're, they're big enough to harvest or it hasn't been you know fished out, I guess.
1: Well, there, well, there was know. a part in that uh story I sent you about um uh, harvests being sort of mislabeled, uh, they're they're labeled as gulf oysters. They could be from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, or yeah. Alabama. Uh, go- oysters from any Gulf state were sent to a processing house in Alabama and shucked, then packaged into a container by a dealer and sold. Wow. I th- This whole thing is just... Uh, this. Is, it, it seems like it, it was just made for uh and Corpus Christi. Yeah,
2: you remember when... Uh, uh, Brad was doing stuff with the restaurants and the oysters that first started out. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Her name escapes me, but the doctor out there, the, the nice lady that was doing that. Yeah. Uh, this sounds like something to be right up her alley. I'm sure it is. Uh, but yeah, you know what's funny about oysters? They they taste different even from the same bay, it just depends on what time of the year it is or what, what's going on with the weather. I've noticed that uh, a lot of times, you know, I'm not a big fan of having mud in my oysters, but, you know, because they're filter feeders, if if uh, the bay they've been harvested in, it's been like it's been windy, and it's like, say for example, it looks like Oso Bay. You know, when it gets windy, mm-hmm. uh, it gets all dirty. Well, they filter all that stuff out there, so they'll have a little mud on their lips the, when you open them up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, depending on how much rain there's been, they'll be salty tasting. If not, uh, you know, just things just change right. with with the way they taste. Unless you have some place that has a, a constant place, like in in Washington State, and Puget Sound, they raise like the Japanese oysters, the Kumamotos and uh, Hamas. And uh, the natural oyster that they have out there in, in Washington tastes kind of like a penny, like uh, you know, a little coppery. And they're real small. They're Olympic oysters, they call those. But uh, anyway, it's, it's fun to it's just, if you've ever done a sample, like, oh, let me try the Hama Kumamotos or let me try the ones from the East Coast or let me try the Alabama oysters versus the Louisiana versus the San Antonio Bay. Damn. And they'll all have a different little subtle flavor, which is it's really fun. It's kind of like wine.
1: (laughs) Well, Um, wouldn't wouldn't you um, really like to, uh, if somebody was looking into that and they were beginning to uh, do their setup, wouldn't you like to be there and watch that?
2: Oh, yeah, I'd like to be that person that's setting up. Yeah, I mean, I'd like, because it's time for another career, and so, like, you know, like you're doing the LED lights and stuff, I mean, I'll be all over that.
1: Uh, That'd be fun. Um, One other thing. Would you do me uh, a favor and text me the uh, your son, the sailor? Oh,
2: yeah. The former sailor. He's worked at Flint Hills, but yeah. All
1: right. Um, His name, his uh, rank. Oh, okay. And I'm going to Get it uh, put on a dog tag so we can put it on that Jeep. At uh,
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks. That'd be awesome. I'll find that out for sure. I was it. just over there like, last night watching the football game, the Carolina Forever. Panthers. I thought, yeah. Man, that was like Pittsburgh scored uh, two touchdowns in 14 seconds. I thought, wow. Yeah. Oh, you I,
1: saw that, too? I did, yeah, that was just unreal, wasn't it? And they, I have another
2: one, but I, I always thought that. I thought, well, Carolina can come back. Uh, man, that Cam Newton's a, a beast like 6'5 and 250 and looks like he gained weight and he's fast. It's like, wow. Anyway, but yeah, the fishing should be getting really good. Uh, it was kind of mediocre this week. Uh, you know, Bob Hall pier they had a few, uh, they had a lot of uh, hardheads, they had some oversized reds, but not like it was before. And, you know, the the Pompano bite slowed off because it got too hot. What I mean, was it like 86 or 88 the other day? Uh, Nick went down, he said, well, the, there's a, some bait out there, but he caught everything, he but except anything that he wanted. He caught gaff top, he caught hardhead, a few whiting, undersized reds, but the pompano weren't there. Uh, a friend of mine went down there with a, a girlfriend, and she got a nice sized red side casting, but that that ended with that front <laughs> that came in. And uh, but you know fronts are good things. Fronts will start to get the things like the croaker on the move. It'll get the flounder on the move. So places like Packery Channel, uh, uh, Roberts Park over there in Port Aransas. That's when you go over there with a little, uh, you know, jig over there and with a little fish bite on it and bump it along the wall because when flounder on the move, they go like, Hey, there's a bulkhead. Oh, what do I do? Well, well I'll just, I'll just keep running along the bulkhead.
1: That, uh, what about that, um, live bait, uh, shortage that they had? Yeah. Over there? I've got,
2: I've got an email into Jamie over there at the bait bucket oh, You do? and, uh, yeah, I talked to Jay about that and, uh, I know you. You mentioned maybe talk to him along with uh, Dale on Monday. I think and I'll find out. You know, I think he's coming in.
1: I, I okay. hope he is. He's got an invitation to come in. But uh, they're okay. But it's, it's kind of a scary sounding thing. It's kind kind of reminds me of lawn uh, fungus. You know, <laughs> if you step on it, you'll track it in other parts of your yard. If a, or, if, a if an animal yeah. walks through it, it'll bring it to your yard.
2: Or the oak leaf wilt, you know, like well, you better clean your uh, oh, yeah, saw because it's going to spread it point. to the next live oak, live oak tree. Yeah, that's that's nasty disease, and they talked about doing that before. Uh, I remember one about uh, 15 years ago, I went out to Monahans in West Texas for uh, to go visit one of the labs that were our, our uh, education software is in, and they had all these kind of shrimp farms along the Pecos. And I was like, yeah. what are they doing out there? That they were raising white shrimp. But the deal is now is, is all the, uh, you know, like Cisco and, and all these uh, places, they import, you know, H-E-B, they all import all this white shrimp from Indonesia. Yeah. And I I think that's what you're talking about. It's a virus
1: they, they, that yeah that cooking will kill, but if you dip it back in the water, the virus, you know, does what viruses do.
2: I wonder if they can, you remember when they the big hoopla over... People are radiating vegetables and fruits, remember, like the yep. strawberries and stuff? Yeah. I wonder if you could do that with that bait without, of course, people raise cane thinking it's like, oh, my God, you put it through
1: a, yeah, uh, X-ray. And, or, and besides, I wouldn't really want to spend a half a day explaining that to a game warden.
2: <laughs> yeah it's like well do you have your radiation uh tag uh all right. no
1: <laughs> all right tyler i appreciate it buddy. thanks
2: uh, okay thanks everybody stay safe and have a good time this weekend
4: News
1: Radio 1360, KKTX, 0626, Lago here, Mike Hummel in the box, former Councilman Hummel. Uh, I, I haven't seen you since, uh, I don't know, it's been a couple of weeks. Pamela said
4: she saw you the other day. I see her frequently. Yeah. Yeah. You guys travel in the same circles. Well, at least share the same parking area. Ah, uh,
1: that's right. I forgot about that. Um, I'm reading about former city council candidate and cake cutter, uh, Eric Toonchez, going to make a court appearance this morning. Turned himself in yesterday to the sheriff's office. Grand jury indicted him last week on a charge of aggravated promotion of prostitution. Pimping. Yeah, that would be a probably a, common word. For yes. It. Okay. So, it doesn't matter what happened. I mean, the the stories I hear about pimps, and it's it's hard for me to uh imagine a pimp
4: working here. Well, all it means is he gets a cut. So, yeah, I know. I know they do. I just Look, regardless. So, it's
1: always aggravated promotion that doesn't make
4: it worse. I think that's just by, by uh the number of people that that uh he's assisting. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't I don't know that there's uh there could be other factors. I I, <clears throat> I can tell you in 9 years I don't think I ever had a <laughs> had a case like that. I think you're right. Corpus is uh there is some prostitution here, but it's not uh uh-huh.
0: Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Pimps have a tougher time these days. I mean, with the
4: uh, admin of the Internet, you know, a lot of times uh, yeah. they just go around the middleman. And we've had a couple of those busts here, but, you know, that was
1: uh, – I, I don't know if they were, you know, out-of-towners. The. Uh, A warrant is issued, that was issued last week. And so he goes to the sheriff and he has to post bond in order for him to be able to go home.
4: Well, he can put up a bond. When you make bail, you have a choice. You can put up the cash or you can get uh, somebody to put up a bond. And uh, Mm. that's just a commitment to... Uh, give the money up in the event that the person doesn't show up and take care of their case. Well, <clears throat> apparently there was some question about
1: what he was up to because the first story that KRAS-TV did on this, they said if the prostitutes are underage, he's going to face a really dangerous
4: uh, felony. Right. I mean, I, I think it goes up to a first degree. So—
1: I haven't heard anything about their ages after that.
4: You will, indictments are, are public records. Oh, they you, are. Yeah. You, you, All right. Everybody has access to them. They can read them and see.
1: It just seems like $20,000 for engaging in that kind of activity is is just not enough.
4: That's you know, $20,000, that's the bail amount? Yeah, it's 2 grand, right? Yeah, if if you get if you have to pay somebody to put up the bond, you can usually do it for ten percent.
1: All right, the number is five six zero five five eight nine five. And if you've heard, if they verify the ages, uh, feel free to call five six zero five five eight nine five six zero K K T X. There's Radio 1360, KKTX, windy with rain and more on the way, so it's going to remain cloudy for the weekend. 63, and uh, we've already reached the high for today. Charles rain is on the KKTX hotline. Good morning, Charles.
3: Well, good morning. I'm Charles Durain, and the information that I talk about today is not intended as a recommendation nor investment advice. Durain Wealth Management Group is a branch of Next Financial Group, member FINRA Cipic. So good morning, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm really well. I went over to the uh, Fox uh, business page about uh, 30 minutes ago so I could uh, have something to talk with you about. Okay. And and there was a headline there that caught my eye. Maine's outgoing governor uh, LePage is moving to Florida (laughs) to retire. (laughs) He said For the 60 years I've been working in Maine and lived in Maine, I've been trying to reduce taxes. Right now we have an enormous surplus. We do not need an income tax. But the incoming Democrats believe they want to raise it. So Florida, especially for retirees, no income tax, which means income from Social Security, pensions, and 401ks is Untaxed, there's no estate or inheritance tax. Is that the only thing that,
3: uh, well, no, no, we, it's, it's we don't have there's well, we have the same exact thing they have. Okay, um, everything is taxed at the federal level, but it's just not we don't have a state income tax, Florida doesn't have one. But your social security is taxed no matter where it is, retirement, your pensions are all taxed on the federal level, not on the state or local level, right? In Florida or in texas so oh. that's that's why people love to come here and, and it's a nice place to live we're friendly
1: and the estate or inheritance tax we, we don't worry about that either
3: well we we don't have one compared to what new york does okay, okay? so um but if you're looking for a nice place to retire uh, i think it's interesting that that the main governor is moving to florida that used to be the The joke, there was a joke which was, honey, if one of us dies, I'm moving to Florida. Yeah, (laughs) That was, you know, that joke. Okay. well, about 50 years ago.
1: Let me tell you what he said, all right? And I'm going to join the former governor who brought this income tax to Maine, who retired in Florida. What a hypocrite.
3: Well, there's there's a a small problem with that. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that a lot of states, including New York, what they will do is, if it's a New York state pension, they, re, they tax you on it. They withhold on your, on your um, um, retirement pensions, even if you move out of state. Okay, So uh, there's some states that really are relentless in doing this, All right. and you really can't come back. A couple of other things this morning, if we might talk about it. Sure. One is the price of oil, which has just been decimated. You know, crude oil started January this year at 58. On October 3rd, it was 76. And now it's 59. Wow. And I would tell you, it had nothing to do with the supply. It had everything to do with financial futures. Okay. and And all of these... Uh, this was solely driven. Uh, there was an analysis on Bloomberg where they looked at the amount of contracts that drove it from uh, the fifties up to seventy-six, and now, well, nobody's interested in crude oil. On the other hand, we have something else down here called natural gas, and if you look what natural gas has done, uh, natural gas today is is actually trading at three dollars and sixty cents. Six weeks ago, it was two dollars and eighty-four cents. We have a lot of natural gas, so that's good for us, Mm. really good for us. And when Chenier gets up and running, well, we'll be able to export uh, all this LNG all over the world very profitably, very profitably. It looks like futures are down about 133 on the Dow, 16 on the S&P, and about 63 on the NASDAQ. So it's not starting out as a very good day at all. The dollar's stronger. It looks like interest rates are are coming down again. Um, I would tell you that the way Wall Street is viewing what's happening with the Democrats getting in, uh, taking Congress, is that the next two years are going to be obstructionist. It's going to be subpoenas, indictments, and try to undo everything the president has done with Congress. They're not trying to do anything. Sure. They're trying to undo everything. Gridlock is too so... And so this is the, the environment we're going to find ourselves in. Uh, it's going to be really a siege mentality, and you have to adjust your your ideas and your objectives in that way, okay? All right. So this is going to make bonds uh, do better, if you will, and stocks do you know, just a little bit worse. Um, however, Christmas is coming, and it's going to be a big Christmas, so... Let's not forget that.
1: And you have a new Alexa. So why would you do it now? And, you know, you could have saved it. I just have one more <laughs> thing to open. <laughs> Alexa, I, you I, got a new I Alexa. These, why, why do you need a new one? What, is, well, what does because, this one because, do that your old one didn't?
3: Oh, my gosh. If you heard the sound, this is every bit as good as a Bose sounds. In Alexa. I mean, know, it's an, do you know it's what an amazing that means project. to
1: someone who's deaf? Uh, are you deaf? Very, very little.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm all right. Yes, I am. Well, you, you, it seems to me you hear pretty well, and and listen, we love to listen to our music, and it's nice to be able to say to her, "Okay, I'd like to hear this," and in a split second, you're hearing it. And they, the quality sound is terrific. Oh, Charles, we you just
1: to- want a relationship with another woman's voice that's not your wife. <laughs> Give me you, a break.
3: Did, oh, there and, you go. Did and you that always movie? a nice Remember that answer. movie, Her? Oh, no. Remember that movie, Her? Oh, right. Yeah. With a guy, okay. And she was talking not only to him. He said, how many other people are you talking to like this? And she said, 35,000. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Okay. See you. Bye-bye.
1: News Radio 1360 KKTX. Logo here. Glad you're along this morning. Windy with rain. More on the way. It's going to be cloudy for the weekend. And, uh, it's 62. And that's about, what, overnight it's going to be 56. So <laughs> it'll be back into the 80s next week. Mike Hummel is in the box. Uh, there was a suggestion we need to uh, change form of government again. Comes up every six or seven years or so. City government. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. We need a strong mayor. Uh, I would say that you weren't paying attention uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday morning to see what can happen when you're outvoted. And the whole idea of nonpartisan. Uh, uh, offices like city council thrown out the window we want labels and we want you to call yourself what you are and we want to know and there's the whole thing so a stronger mayor would mean that we'll do away with all that
4: I'm not sure that, that That's not very well thought out, in, in my opinion. I mean, well, th- somebody would have to explain to me why, if you're a mayor who has the power to run the city as opposed to a city manager who runs the city, that somehow things get better. I mean, the, the mayor's going to do the best job that they can if they had the power, but mm-hmm. the way it's set up now, the uh, mayor doesn't get paid hardly anything. You know, a little bit of expense money is all the mayor and city council members get, but a city manager makes quite a bit of money. Right. So that gets you somebody in there, typically, who's uh, because they're not elected. Well, they've they've got they've got a lot of experience running cities, and you get to pick. And if you don't like them, if the city council interviews people that they don't like, and we've seen this happen before, then then they pass on the whole batch. And they reopen the process Mm -hmm. and see if they can entice a candidate that they're interested in.
1: Well, one of the suppositions behind uh, is the leadership. We need leadership. We need to. I don't know if it's like, what do you call leadership? Well, somebody that will make you soak your underwear in gasoline and run through the gates of hell. That kind of leadership. You had an opportunity to do that two times this election cycle with Judge Arena, an em- eminently qualified man, good man, has a really great idea of what public service is and has set examples that he's— got a strong uh, compass, moral compass. And you elect a guy who was indicted for taking bribes. And his main briber flipped on him, states evidence, and says he's been paying Judge Delgado since 2008.
4: Yeah, and he'd already been removed, or uh, maybe the circumstances just compelled him to resign. But either way, he was off his trial bench. He was no longer sitting as a district court judge, and he left his name on the ballot. When I saw the Nueces County returns, when I saw this city had given him over 48% of the vote, I thought, oh, my gosh, there's no way. There's no way. Uh,
1: because, well, where do you
4: think this Delgado story was told
1: here on the station, and that's about it?
4: Well, it was probably told to a bunch of people that were never going to vote for Delgado anyway.
1: Yeah, Delgado's a Democrat. I I understand that. Yeah, but uh, what I meant was, it that story didn't get any coverage here. No, no. Yeah. I don't know that made any difference because just like there's uh, a tea arena. Uh, I know some people are so committed to their party for one reason or another.
4: Yeah. They just vote straight ticket no matter who is on. The ballot. That's right. And they, they have those numbers. They have a way of knowing how many people voted party. Yeah. And a- in the Valley, it was stunning that people would do that without taking the time to go in and at least carve around the people that were were indicted. And I don't mean just indicted because I understand, you know, hey, it's just an allegation. I got that. But, but when the person that's supposed to have been paying you the bribes has already pled guilty, mm-hmm. then that
0: gets a little bit beyond uh, maybe